Hey, everybody, it's Lee. I know we're heading into the offseason, so we wanted to give a shout-out to our title sponsor, NHL Sense Arena, one more time. And again, we have a coupon for $50 off an annual subscription when you use Hockey Never Stops at hockey.sensearena.com. I always like to remind everybody, I've been using this thing for six months, and I'm just blown away, not just from the VR aspect of it and the virtual reality side of things, but the ability to give different perspectives of the game, whether I'm playing as a goaltender, and I got to admit, it is really hard, but it has really given me a perspective from that point of hockey, which has made me a better coach and a better ice hockey player, or the skater modes, which help you work on cognitive skills and other things like heads-up play that you don't normally get to work on in a practice or a game. So I implore you to check it out. It helps us out. It helps them out. Support our title sponsor, NHL Sense Arena. Get $50 off an annual subscription when you use Hockey Never Stops at Hockey.SenseArena.com. Again, that's Hockey Never Stops. That's the code at Hockey.SenseArena.com. Check it out. And without further ado, enjoy this episode of Our Kids Play Hockey. Are you a crazy hockey parent? That is today's discussion topic. It's are you a crazy hockey parent or as we uncover, are you just caught up in the crazy hockey atmosphere? Uh, Mike and I, tremendous discussion today. You're going to love where this one goes. Uh, Mike also has a surprise for you at the beginning of the episode that we uncover pretty quickly. So make sure you listen. Uh, Also, we're into the season. Uh, We are booking quick here for uh, team building sessions and team performance sessions, both digitally online and in person here. So uh, if that's something you want to do for your team, have a a one hour team talk or more. We do we do team building events where there's a lot of things we can do. Head over to game7group.com and check out some of our options. And uh, just feel free to email me at lee at game7group.com. And let's set you guys up this year uh, for a great team building event. Again, when I say team building, I don't mean going out to dinner. I mean really talking to the kids about accountability, about trust, um, about communication, all the things that going in to be a team being really great and, and the kids working together. Um, we've had some amazing results with the teams we've worked with, which is really uh, on them uh, coming together and choosing to, to take that education on. So game7group.com, check out the options or email me at lee at game7group.com. But without further ado, let's get into our kids play hockey with Mike and I talking about, are you a crazy hockey parent? Here we go. Hello, hockey friends and families around the world, and welcome to another edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. Today's a topic that we're all going to want to talk about. It is the evolution of the crazy hockey parent. This has been inspired by you. We asked all of you for topics, and a lot of them were great, and we realized that we need to bring on some guests for some of them to make sure we have an expert on the panel. But this is one I think that Mike and I uh, are qualified to talk about. Uh, But before we get going, for those of you watching the episode, you might notice this, but... uh, our boy Mike's missing a tooth right in the front. He's got a Bobby Clark smile going on right now. He's covering his face, but but it's there. Mike, it's there. We're going to own it. Mike, uh, I, I think the, the viewers and the listeners are owed an explanation. Uh, what, what's going on there? <laughs> yeah, so this is, this is the perfect, um, you know, example of listen to your parents when you're, you know, 18, 19 years old and you want to play, you want to be a big boy and, and be a tough guy and, and wear a half shield or at that point, no shield. Um, so back a long time ago, in a, a couple, galaxy far, far away, yeah. couple, you know, before Howie's, <laughs> before Howie's made it popular, lost, lost a couple of teeth, but I, and I had, so I've had a rough weekend, got to see a dentist. It's a holiday weekend. So we're going to, um, going to reach out to the, uh, my friend uh, soon in town and, uh, get it taken care of, but we'll try to, we'll try to muscle through today and, you know, be using straw today, I guess. Mike, the listeners are rushing to YouTube, right? 
to cheat to see what's going on here today. No, uh, right. Mike, you look beautiful. As we say in the game, you look like a beauty. Yeah, beauty. Okay, and you're owning that today. And and I'll, I'll to, to give Mike credit, everybody, like uh, he's owning it. He did say he's owned it today. He's but he's coming on. Mike, to be fair, this is the perfect show. To have that tooth out. Yeah, yeah. Listen, if I was on a, uh, I guess, a, a different episode of something else, like, um, you know, good, uh, you know, mouth guard episode, maybe it'd be good better. Good morning, but Connecticut. Think, uh, you know, they, they wouldn't yeah, want you it, on with a tooth like that. Or I did, I did my, I did my, I did, uh, did this, this did happen to me already. I'm still waiting to get some other stuff done. And I'm sure there's some dentists in the, uh, in the, in the crew that can DM me and give me some better advice. But I'm, uh, I did open my junior ranger uh hockey camp a couple of months back with the same issue on the monday yeah. morning with uh probably you know, hero 70, 70 parents uh in the in the hall trying to speak to them <laughs> with not not be able to use f's and uh you know speak properly so uh, you might and on the bench you'll see me that this way is my lineup card I'm just a lot there's a lot of, <laughs> he's covering his mouth with it. come on boys let's go we gotta get going here yeah if this We're was good. a funnier we'll, show we'll let it we'll let it go and uh yeah, you know, we'd have an F count if this was another type of show, but we're not going to do that to you today, Mike. Yeah, you, you, yeah, let's let's keep away from the uh, the Fs <laughs> and the Ss. Yeah, well, listen, I, I'm not going to tempt fate by making jokes about how I have all of my teeth because I have a game tonight, and as the hockey gods know, I'm not tempting you, hockey gods. No. Uh, but uh, no, Mike, appreciate you. Put a, put a mask on if unless you're getting paid a couple of million dollars a year. Uh, it's not that much. Yeah, in fact, I, I think it's I pay a couple million dollars a year. I don't think I, I get paid anything. Um, but listen, we want to jump into this episode. I'm going to read the comment. Um, and again, for those of you who, who, uh, jumped on that post about giving us uh, some topics, I'm going to say it again, a lot of great topics on there. And, and just some of them we want to bring on a guest to talk about, because, um, I think it's the right thing to do, but this one, again, we're qualified to talk about Tommy wrote this for the crazy hockey parents like myself. He admitted it. So we do have a crazy hockey parent that listens to the show. God bless you, Tommy. How serious to take the game and when? I want to know how and when to know. I find a lot of parents push very early because they are afraid of their kid getting behind. What is the right approach for your kid to have fun but not get left behind? Mike, you know, that's a super fair question that opens up a whole discussion. And that's why we selected it today. Um, so, again, the title of the episode is The Evolution of a Crazy Hockey Parent. Um, and I can see how this happens. I can see how someone comes in with the purest of intentions. And by the time they get to, you know, the, the, the U15, U18, they transform into a crazy hockey parent. I think we should define first though, Mike, like what is a crazy hockey parent? Cause I don't think we're talking about the one that runs down and hits the ref on the head or the one that runs on the ice and starts, you know, fighting players. That's, that's, that's the extreme. That is the moronic hockey parent. There's no, there's no space in that for the game. I think we're talking about the parent that is crazy for their kid to the point that it's too much. Would you agree with that? Well, yeah. I mean, it's almost like the, the crazy hockey parent in this scenario is the one that realizes that what they're doing is really extreme. Yeah. Like what they're doing is like stuff that you like when you're sitting at a cocktail party and you're talking to other parents of non crazy hockey parents that they look at you like a little, like you're doing what? And you're going right. where? And you spent how much? Why? Like it's like, and I know, and I know in the hockey world and I, I kind of get upset about this, but you see every weekend on face, Facebook and Instagram and other, other of these, you know, social media sites and people joke around, like you see the, the, the meme of the, of the house that has the, you know, the seven foot uh, tall grass and they're like, Oh, I'm a hockey parent or, you know, <laughs> Halloween is the only house in the neighborhood doesn't have decorations. I'm a hockey parent. Um, you know, the, the parent that says, you know, that, well, why, you know, what do you, you know, show me your calendar so we can, you know, get a day or a weekend where we can have some kind of family event. You say, no, sorry, I'm a hockey parent. So that to me is, and and it's, 
<clears throat> again, it's getting worse and worse and worse. These are all self-inflicted wounds. Like this, mm-hmm. this isn't, these aren't things that, you know, we all can't look at and say, well, we could easily avoid that. I mean, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. Like, you know, I can avoid that, you know, and, and, uh, but we don't, right. Because in, in, by definition, we're becoming a, a crazy hockey parent. So it's, I, and I don't really, <clears throat> I probably looked at those, you know, looked at these people. I, I'm a crazy hockey parent. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not a crazy hockey parent to the point of, you know, I think my kids are at some kind of crazy, at, at some kind of elite level, but I am doing things that are outside the norm of a regular human being in travel and expenses and paying somebody, you know, paying another company to sleep in their bed to, right. you know, fill up my gas tank and, and justify it, you know, sit there and go, no, no, I, you know, I don't know, $160 for a weekend of gas. That ain't so bad. Are you, could are be you worse. crazy, Mike, or are you dedicated? <clears throat> well, I don't know. No, I don't, I don't think, no, because I, I, I could be just as dedicated by being in my own rink in my own town uh, for, for an hour out of my day and right. not spend, you know, two, you know, two or three weekends in a row in Boston or Rochester or Philadelphia or, you yeah. know, there is, there is other ways to do it. But I think the conversation that this parent was having was more like, well, when, like, am I crazy? Like, do I need to be crazy? Like, where is the pressure for me to fall in line is really high because right. it's, uh, you know, I posted something recently about, you know, uh, tournaments charging $20 per parent to go see your kid play in a game you already paid for. And, you know, one of the, one of my really good friends, you know, sent me a message privately and said, well, you chose that. You, you as a consumer didn't have to do that. Right. You did it. I'm like, yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. I did it. It's just that, you know, where is it when you can, who, where is it where you could buck the rest of the system and still try to hope that your kids have success? Uh, you know, it's, it's, and, and, and the only issue, well, not the only issue, but the big issue I have is this is becoming, this is becoming an epidemic earlier and earlier and earlier and earlier. I mean, we're seeing U18 team, uh, you know, eight, you know, 2018 teams right now, you know, having this type of pressure, 2018, yeah. this is, we're 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 recording this in 2023 by the way so <laughs> kid was born in 2018 yeah and you're having and you're having a discussion well, you're, you're about five going or six to, five you're, or you're, six years old yeah, yeah and you're having discussions on a regular basis about going to detroit that's yeah that, that is crazy again if you're living yeah, if you're living outside michigan we should say right you know you know it, it's weird it, and again this is why we want to have this discussion because this splits Right. In a lot of different ways, because, again, when we say crazy hockey parent, I think people think the crazed maniac. Right. But the truth is, we're all a little crazy if we're involved in this game uh, at some point. And like, you know, I, I always try and make myself vulnerable in these episodes with my own experience and keep keeping in mind, my kids are, are squirts and mites right now. So, you know, again, I, I have played myself at the older age groups, but I'm experiencing this as a parent. Um, and you know, again, this show has been really great for keeping me on track, but I can tell you right now that I'm crazy about hockey. All right. Anybody who knows me knows that right. Hockey, hockey, for lack of a better word, um, is a massive part of my life. Now it's not the only thing in my life. It's not my priority in life. My priority is my family, my wife, my kids, um, so forth and so on. So I think that my gauge for it and sharing my own experience, because when, when my kids first started, I was, I had a lot of anxiety more than I thought I would for someone who's been in the game their whole life, um, I've really learned how to temper that and just remind myself that A, they're kids, you know, B, there, there, there is a process to this development that takes a long time. And, um, you know, I had to come to terms with the fact that I have all this knowledge I want to share with my own kids, but that doesn't mean they're ready to receive it. And I have to be very, very patient with that. That was, that was really frustrating. Um, 
but here's the deal. This is kind of my line. All right. I think that the connection you have with your children is the most important thing and the most important gauge, right? I think what's crazy to me, Mike, and again, this is another side of it, is that you're not even sure if your kids love this anymore or they're just doing it because that's what you do as a family. All right. So it's, it's very important to me that my kids know a, I know that they're having a blast, like that this is really fun for them and they're enjoying it. That's the most important thing. If we lose that, I don't know what we're doing anymore. Um, and, and that's the good and the bad. And what I mean is like, you know, it's kind of like a thumbs up, thumbs down, you know, are we into this? Are we still doing this? Or are we just doing it because we've been doing it? I think that's an important part of it for me is, 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 is keeping a gauge on that. Um, now, I would also say 90, 85 to 90% of families would say, yeah, we're into it. We love it. It's, it's, it's something we do as a family. Then I think the next crazy thing is this uh, imaginary, and Mike, I'm going to want you to touch on this, this imaginary competitive atmosphere of player versus player and you know, finding the right trainer and finding the right camp and finding the right showcase to showcase your kid or kids, to me, that's where it gets crazy. Because amongst all the people I know that have really, quote unquote, made it, um, you know, there is there is a lot of things that they do. But the truth is this, the kid is usually a tremendous athlete at every sport. It's not just hockey. They are they have an obsession with the game, both in love and their dedication of time to the game outside of their teams. Right. And then on top of it, there's an aptitude, right? And un unfortunately, there are very few kids that can get to that point. And that's okay. That's where I think the craziness comes in. It's okay, statistically speaking. <laughs> Not many of our kids are going to make it farther than high school. That's okay. All right? And, and again, we've lost touch with that being okay. And, and that's where I find the crazy hockey parent comes in. And like, like you always say, you know, everybody always, oh, it's, that's not my kid. That's not my kid. Um, and look, hey, look, maybe it's not. Maybe, maybe your kid is the exception. But it's, you know, Mike and I have been watching this game a long time. There are very few exceptions. But I can tell you this. When there is one, you know. You just, you know, because the kid is a prodigy. I think what happens is sometimes we get lost in the, that's my kid that's good but we're not in touch with the, does my kid love this? And do I have a good relationship with my kid, right? It, it, are, are my priorities pure? Am I putting the game ahead of school? Am I putting the game ahead of love? And I'm going to say that point blank. If you're putting the game ahead, showing love to your children, and we all show love in different ways, but you got to ask yourself that, you know, do, do my kids know I love them? Don't, don't assume because you're spending ridiculous amounts of money and driving them and doing everything that they know that they're kids. Like they're just kids. So again, Mike, we can go a lot of different directions with this, but to me, that's yeah. the gauge of craziness is when you leave kind of the sanity of that relationship you have with your kids behind. Yeah. But it well, was a lot to unpack there, right? Because you have so many different facets of, of uh, what you're expecting out of your, uh, out of the experience. Right. And what, what's right. the, what's the term if you, uh, you know, crazy is, you know, doing the same thing over and over again it's and expecting yeah. a different insanity and crazy yeah. and expecting yeah. a different result. I mean, and we do that. We see that every day. And, and I, 
I don't know how to say it any simpler, but the fact is if the kid is going to make it, they're going to make it. Right. They are. If, 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 if the love is there and the, and the access is there and the financial resources resources are there for you to allow them to, you know, get as most, the most out of um, training as they possibly want and can get out of it. You can't like, you can't train a kid to be great. It's it, 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 you, you could get you could give a great kid an opportunity to train to get yes. better, but yeah, you can't you can't train right. a kid to go. Well, I'm going to train this kid to be the best athlete. Well, no, right. they're either they're, <laughs> you, you can help help them with certain aspects of their game, um, but it's just like math. It's just like science. It's just like anything else. Like if you can't if you can't do it, if your brain can't do it, they can't do it. Right. And and again, now can you? Well, and that's okay. You got. We got to keep reiterating. That's right, wait, absolutely. Yeah, but, fine. That, no, but that's why we're all different. That's why we're yeah. all different, right? Right. I mean, if you can support it, we say the same thing about coaches when you're teaching, right? If you teach on the board, if you teach ver- verbally, if you teach on the ice, if you teach on a piece of paper, if you teach just you know imaginary, like imagine this drill, like all these kids, and then you wonder why every kid doesn't understand the drill. Two do, two don't, two are like, I think I understand, it. I'm not sure. It, it, they're all learned in different ways. Our athletes are, are develop in different ways. If you're a great, if you have a great foundation athletically, now you can build on that, right? But if you're if you're a parent that's forcing your kid, um, in because you're because you create you're crazy, you're crazed about. I invested this money, <laughs> I put in the time, I want an ROI. Like there has to be, I can produce a player, I can I can squeeze this coal and make a diamond. Because I can do it. I have the financial resources, the time, and I have the I, me, the parent, has the motivation to to to, to motivate my kid. Listen. Well, it's not even about your kid at that point. There might be certain kids that, that and we we hear it in the NHL all the time, kids that have, you know, players that have made it that hate it. Right. Like they 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 literally say hate it. Hate their life. I hate my life, but I made yeah. it. I made millions of dollars. I'm I'm here. But don't ask me to ever talk to my family. Don't ask me to, you know, don't ask me to do stuff socially. Don't don't ask me to do things outside of what I I currently, you know, am required to do for work. Yeah, Bobby and Ryan. Think, Bobby Ryan is a great example of this, right? right. Bobby Ryan is an all-star NHLer who had major major problems, uh, both in his life with his father. Right, admittedly, uh, right, yeah, yeah, and he he's very much opened up about that that he was pressured beyond belief to make it. And he did make it. And look, there will always be the person that argues, yeah, but look what he got. And I, I'm the I'm the person who always says, but look what he lost. Yeah, but there's a lot of people you out know? there. Listen, <clears throat> I've, I've, I've been, you know, I've been, I've grown up with players that, have, that their parents have, you know, made them do 500 shots before they could go out and play or have, to, and they, and they, they relatively made it. Like they, they right. played at a very high level. But my contention is if that player would have, would have done that on their own anyway, and, found the time to motivate themselves they're already good they're already the best player on their team they're already the best player in their age group they're already the best player in their region and what we're what we've done now is creating these crazy hockey parents by by actually thinking that we are the arbiters of <laughs> of talent and that we right. if we build a triple a team that all those kids now are triple a players and then we build another and another and another and another so we're used to be we're a region of 18 kids were the best now it's a region of sixty-eight kids that think they're the best, right? And then there's a there's a whole other area that thinks one hundred and fifty of them are all the best, and then they're all are training the same way, the crazy way. And if you really wanted to produce a world class athlete, you wouldn't you wouldn't travel most of the time, 
you wouldn't spend most of your time doing things that don't really enhance your the team development right uh and you'd be you'd be building a holistic athlete you'd be building a, 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 a an athlete that could be injected into any category in life and be successful and we've seen that most of the time more so than not successful athletes that have great foundations are then successful in other things they do that's outside everything they do yeah and it's, and it's not their athletic ability that's making them successful it's right they just it. happen to be gifted by god right to, to have an athletic ability and and you can't yeah. you can't you know we we joke around but, but it's true you can't build size you can't build heart you can't build all these different things well, and, and mike to be fair it. you can't build genetics right you no, can't, that's what you... i mean genetic you're genetically <laughs> built yeah. to perform now can genetic freaks of nature compete with genetically in you know inadequate players because that player can be smarter and we can we can you know and and be more, you know can put themselves in a better situation because there are great athletes they're just not you know six foot three 225 pounds i mean i look at some players i'm like how the hell did anybody ever play against this guy like you you sit, you sit with nhl players and you're like how do, does anybody play against you you're a monster like how does anybody get around you so but other players and then they got a johnny goudreau or somebody like that that get that, that kessel play. Phil Kessel, like, <laughs> that can play it at a very, very high level, right? Yeah. But I think when we talk about the crazy parent, we're talking about the parent that is giving up so much other things earlier and earlier and earlier in life. And I'm, listen, I'm not talking about 16-year-olds. I'm talking about five, six-year-olds, <laughs> you know, nine-year-olds yeah. Yeah. that are that are doing the things. And especially what, what, what really, I think, breaks my heart the most is a lot of these dads and moms were really really good players when they were young right. and they forget they didn't do any of this stuff right they played outside they played multi-sports they never played year-round they never played 90 games a year they never had a you know a, a 650 dollar wardrobe for the weekend for hockey i mean nope. that's what bothers me the most is they forget what really gave them their inspiration and that was the joy of playing and the love of playing and the love of being around your teammates and now we're just plucking and picking kids and changing teams every six months and, and driving the one kid to succeed. And then ultimately, and not even statistically, this is not anecdotally, this is fact. That kid doesn't make it anyway. Right. All of that. Now, you know, I see it all the time. Parents are like, oh, well, I love the joy of being with my kid. And I think it's the greatest gift in the world that I'm able to do that. I'm like, bullshit. I said, just get you, you could do the same thing by being at a family barbecue you could do the same, you could get you could get the same uh output by doing things in a more sane way that will still result in at, at the at the end of the day it'll still result in your kid making it or not or being a great high school player or not or right. continuing to play through high school and adult league and men's league and then they're 78 years old and they're still playing they love the game they're well adjusted they're great business people. It's still going to happen. Right. But I think we look at the one percenters. We look at the people and say, well, look what that person did. That person did this, 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 and this. I'm going to follow that path. I go, yeah, but you're, but you can't look yeah. at you. Like you're not that person. <laughs> right. I don't know. Well, Mike, I'll tell you this. I, I wrote as normal. I wrote a bunch of notes. Um, you know, I, I think there's a few things. Again, we talked about the difference of parents today from yesteryear. You know, we always kind of give the kids um, like the, oh, they had, they had to deal with social media. Now we didn't parents, you know, we're dealing with social media too. And I think yeah. there's a lot of pressure there of posting. Look what my kid did. 
Um, right. Which again, I'm not telling any of you not to post proud dad or mom moments. Absolutely. But that you got to note that that, that pressure might be there. Also the FOMO, um, which is, you know, fear of missing out the, the, that has, that is way bigger than it has ever been because there's so much more out there that if we don't do this or we don't do that at this point on my kid's hockey journey, um, depending on the weekend, I'm okay missing for something else. If we, if we choose to right now, I'm not, I'm not saying we'd tell our team to screw off or anything like that. But if, if an event, you know, we had Kim Wright on last episode, she talks about it. She has four kids playing and they're okay as a family missing a game for a family event. And I think that they're right on for that. Right. It depends on the game. They're not, they're not missing playoff games. Right. But they're, they're, they prioritize the family. So I also wrote some other notes, Mike, I'm starting to write things like crazy is like, I'm starting to write things like that. So I wrote crazy is forcing your child to only identify through the game. That's crazy to me right now. I will admit fully that I did that. I, I identified only through the game until my mid twenties. And this is what's funny about it. My parents had nothing to do with that. I did that on my own. Right. So parents, like your kids don't need your help with that. Right. So don't, don't uh, accelerate that. Don't amplify that, you know, make sure that they know there's things out there other than hockey. I wrote this crazy is losing sight of life lessons, right? The wins and the losses and the adversity and that, that I'm not saying everybody does this, but this, well, if I throw more money at it, I'll find a solution. That's not the point of youth sports is all that's crazy to me. Right. A big loss or not making a team or getting cut or or a bad coach, any of that stuff, that's an opportunity as a parent to teach your kid how to be accountable, not an opportunity. This is what I think is crazy to blame the team, to blame the coach only, right? Just to only put the blame on of, well, if you had a better coach, you'd play better. I never want to say that to my kid ever. It's no, this is the situation we're in. It's unfortunate. How are we going to deal with this? That's the lesson. Freaks me out when parents lose sight of that. Again, it's it the these the crazy. So I, I don't know, and I, I probably don't even like the word crazy because we're not they're not crazy. They're 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 you know I think this parent is saying crazy hockey parent, but it's just a really passionate person that like again he's not the guy. I hope he's not the person grabbing the top of the glass and yeah, shaking. I don't think that's him. What's the video? I don't hey, think they Larry. listen to us. You know, I don't think they listen to our show. Yeah, doesn't. So he's not he's not the guy throwing garbage cans across the rink. He's not the guy you know knocking on the referee's door after a game, you know, demanding an answer to why they, you know, gave up, but, you know, didn't call a penalty shot in their, their eight U cross ice game. I think it's just like, it's, <laughs> it's the crate. Those are crazy people. Like those are crazy. Forget about hockey parents. They're just, I guarantee the same people. They, they drive, all of them drive. And you know yeah. exactly who they are on the road. <laughs> they're, they're, the, they're the same people that are, that are, that are ripping on a 13 year old umpire. Right. So I think that's, that to me is not the definition of the crazy hockey parent. And I really don't think the crazy hockey parent can really be defined in one way. It's just when, when, when you, if, listen, if you're defining yourself as crazy, then maybe, maybe you got to step back and say, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Okay. What did I just do this weekend? Like, why, why did I, like, why did I join this again? And my kid's crying, doesn't want to come into the rink. Yeah, like, they don't want to go to practice. They're, they're, they, they're, they're missing too much school. They're not part of any other social events, but hockey is so, and any, listen, any, Sport is demanding. I think hockey becomes more demanding because in most cases, unless you're in Minnesota or, you know, some parts of Massachusetts and, you know, hockey is a travel sport. It's not soccer. It's not, you know, basketball. I, I literally right now I could be at a basketball, um, you know, court in, in about eight minutes. 
Soccer, yeah. I could be there in less than eight minutes. Um, you know, fo- football, I could be there. Baseball, I could be there. These are 10 minute away. If I go, if I want to go to hockey, it's an hour, 45 minutes. It's, 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 and then I got to go there three or four times a week. Right. So it's, it, it the, the sports are changing. The landscapes change so much that, that we're, and, 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 be, and, and I think the sport ultimately is shrinking. I know our numbers might look like they're getting bigger, but they're getting only bigger for kids that can afford it. Right. And for kids that are willing to travel, but our sport is getting smaller. It's shrinking. It's less about community and more about about d- development and 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 you know making it and g- going to another you know the next level, which is so. Well, odd like you're to talking me. about elite elitism. I mean, yeah, and, that, and it's but the sport itself yeah. is allowing that to happen. I mean, the governing yeah. body of the sport is allowing this to happen. They're not they're they're not doing anything to combat this. So I think for for the case of the the crazy hockey parent, it then becomes well. Where where can I, you know, I don't know what the term is, like fight back. Like where can I change the trajectory and still feel like my kid can move on to the next level and still play at, at a higher level? And I don't know. I I, I I don't know the answer to that because I'm part of the problem. I'm in this. Well, right I, I was going to say, I think I think a lot of the answer is that's not up to us as parents. That's that's up to the kid to to, to kind of right, show right. what but they if, have. Even if your kid, even if your kid said. Listen, I just want to play. I just want to play with my friends, and I want to play locally. There is no local options anymore. That's there are true. no pickup hockey. There's no like you go to pickup hockey at the rinks that I go to, and it's and it's strewn, strewn, strewn with 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 private lessons. Like there is no room for open hockey. It's right. there's 18 instructors out there with three kids each. Your kids not playing open hockey. They're they're literally it's structured. It's it's paid open ice for structured play. That's what it is. It's well, not uh, structured. Uh, uh, I'll tell you something. My, this might be refreshing to you. Um, I've, I'm volunteering this year to help my kids, both of them, elementary school team. Okay. So this is like a new territory for me. I never played hockey for my school till I was in high school. Um, and I'd say half the team, maybe a little less than half, are really new to the game. They don't play club. Right. But, you know, and it's funny. So we, we started practicing. And you can see there's a clear skill disparity between the club kids and the non-club kids, right? Right. Um, and you know what we did? It, it, it was really refreshing. We split them in half, and I worked with the beginner skaters, and we just did you know very basic skating drills and teaching them to skate. And I'm finding a lot of joy in that. Of wow, I'm really helping these kids experience the game. And remember, elementary hockey is, in hockey terms, it's a low cost option. Like it's not a it's not an arm and a leg to play for your school. Like that's one of the nice things about school, at least in Pennsylvania where I'm at. Right. Um, and it's refreshing because now the task is on us as coaches to get these kids moving and incorporate them into the team. And we're already preaching to the team the importance because you can see how this will go south if we don't. The importance of we're all on the same team and we got to take care of take care of each other. So whether you're an experienced skater and double A player, which we have, or you just finished learn to play, we got to take care of each other. And I'm I'm excited about this opportunity, especially as a team builder. Because now I get to exp- I, I get to finally teach this great players make everyone around them better, right? And also the players that that are not really um, experienced, you're part of a team. You get to be here now. Again, this is probably a rarity, and it's it's again this this is also the realm that I work in, and I love to do it. I don't I don't think it happens that much, but I want to tell you that because I'm I'm seeing it right. And it's a different that's different from what we're seeing in club. Now, club is not that, <laughs> all right. So 
Well, uh, good clubs are. Yeah. Good clubs are. Good clubs are, are are finding ways to get your your least talented player to feel like they're just as important as your most talented player. I agree. And, and right? again, that's and so, that's the mission you and I are on, by the way. Right. right? But but most club yeah. teams are like, okay, how how before April can I cut this kid? Like, yeah, that's that's scary. Like that's I picked really them, scary. but how can I cut them? Like I'm not I'm not invested in making sure this kid's better. I'm invested in going find somebody that somebody else made somebody better. As someone who works with coaches, that terrifies me. Uh, and and again, look. I have to say this. There are scenarios where kids do need to be cut. Okay. It does happen. I'm not, I'm not negating that for coaches, but also as a coach, I need to know, this is me personally. You can disagree with me out there. I need to know that I did everything I could to reincorporate that, that child and that family back into the team before cutting even crosses my mind. All right. I need to know that I've done everything I can think of, including speaking to the family about finding other options. If you're not willing to do that, I don't know what to say. All right. I'm, I'm going to say this one more time. There are scenarios where I, you know, a kid or a family are so out of line that you got to do what you got to do. All right. Yeah. Or they're not invested in learning and they're just not that there's a, a kid right. that maybe was an early bloomer. They probably did well when they were like mites and squirts and peewees. And then it becomes a time where like this person has no interest in getting no, not, not only not getting right. better, but has no investment in their own development. Well, hey, hey, here's one for you, right? I, 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 life mirroring hockey in a way or the other way around. I was a professor for a while. It's a shock to many of you. Um, and I had students at the end of the term saying, no, I paid for this. Like their grade. Like I paid for this so I should get a passing grade. And it's hey, like- You're not passing me? I paid for the I paid for That's it. what they were saying. And it's like, man, A, not how life works. B, you're not paying for a grade. You're paying for the time and the education of the instructors and the people that put the time in to make this course. Right. That's what you're paying for, to be educated. And again, the audacity to say to someone that spent their time trying to teach you, well, I paid for this. You're seeing that in the game. No, but I paid for this. I paid to play. I paid to be here. You paid for development. You paid for team building. You paid for part being part of a team. And again, this goes both ways. Parents think that way. Sometimes coaches think this way too. All right. And it's dangerous. Right. So look, look getting back to the question um, that we were, we were sent, because again, we can go all over the place. One of the things he, he uh, Tommy said here was I find a lot of parents push very early because they're afraid of the kid getting behind. Now, this is where I'm going to compliment my own wife. My wife is my anchor. I love my wife very much. And um, she never played hockey. It, it was never in her life until she met me. And she really keeps me grounded. And she reminded me, especially, especially the first few years that like, this is a process. And that, you know, at the time, like he's seven, he's eight. You have to understand that. I remember, here's one for the crazy hockey parent. I remember really wondering a lot in the early years, I can't tell if they love it or not. I can't tell if they love it or not. I, I, I don't know. And I would even ask him like, are you enjoying this? Like almost too much. And my wife reminded me like, yo, give it some time, right? Like, like it, it might take him up two or three years. And here's, the, I, I should also say this. They didn't hate it. They weren't saying, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Right. But I did. I backed off. And sure enough, now that I've I've stopped asking that, you know what? They love it. <laughs> so it's one of those things of don't fear. This is kind of the crazy hockey mindset. Don't fear your kid if he's enjoying it or not. They'll tell you if they're not, number one. If they're not enjoying it, they'll let you know. All right. And you got to note that. All right. But I I, I really I'm I'm thankful for my wife because she, she yeah, leap, leap, back off a little bit. Like. Like, and you know what it was, Mike, at the end of the day, I was fearful in a, in a way that like, oh, it's going to be really shame, a shame if they don't love this. I've always been okay if they didn't want to play. I, I, I'm i speaking from the heart here. If they came up to me and said, I don't want to do this anymore, um, yeah. 
that's going to be okay with me. It might hurt a little bit, but, but that's fine. Like I've always had that mindset, but I didn't need to be like, are you liking it? Is it fun? Do you want to go back? Like I tell myself, like, Lee, shut up. Like, this is just what we're doing. We're driving here two, three times. Yeah, a week. And you, and you just it. said in the early years, but I think your kids are like nine. No, I, they're 10 and seven about to be 10. And That's seven. what I mean. So in the early yeah. years, it's still the early years. I mean, it's like, you know, this is, I like, should say the, the very early years. Yes, you're right. It is early. That's, that's but like that, you know, like, you, I, yeah. I walk into people, I walk into people all the time, like at, at the supermarket and like, Oh, you know, so what, you know, what does your kids do? What are they doing now? Like, oh, you know, my guy's playing hockey, blah, blah, blah. He goes, Oh, you know, we always wish we would have done that. My son loves hockey. I wish he would have done that. I'm like, well, you know, he, he, uh, why didn't he? Well, he's already nine years old and, and, you know, it's just <laughs> so crazy. hard to, you know, yeah, break into 12. the, it's breaking this. It's so hard to break into the sport. But then I look at her going, you know what? If I looked around, it is hard to break into the sport when you're, you're nine yeah, years old. For sure. Because sure. there's just no recreational, like real hockey at nine. There just isn't. Maybe there are in pockets. And I'd love to hear, like, from an audience. Well, I, I had you rumor. are wrong, Mike. You know, yeah, no, Mike. And this has changed. Uh, now, this is a really interesting point, Mike, because where, where I, I started very late, I was 12. All right. And succeeded. To, to be fair, right yeah. now, how is I played street hockey and roller hockey for two or three years prior to really getting on the ice, and I and I love skating. It kind of all came together. I don't I don't know how much street and roller hockey is being played um, in comparison to when I did it. Right, I know kids do go outside, but I mean that's right. all I did after school. There was no internet. There was no uh, real stuff on TV you know, at that time, like you didn't have a million channels. So like we went outside and played hockey. Um, and I happened to live on a street where a lot of us did that. Also at the time I was playing in the Philadelphia area, hockey was exploding. So everybody wanted to do it. Right. Right. Um, but, but that's how you break in. Like you, you got to find a way to play somehow. Right. And, and again, this, this is to your point. Like we don't invest enough in these street programs, the floorball programs, like these fun ways, anyone can pick up a stick outside and just mess around. I don't think we're, yeah. we're doing that enough. Yeah, but I'm even saying like the kid that now is playing hockey, right? And they say, well, you know what? I, I'm not on the A team. I'm not on the top team. And then the bottom team is, eh, you know, I still got to go. Like it's like this is where I think crazy is defined in youth hockey is if you're 10 years old and you're on the triple A team, you made that team. Great. And, and they're listen, I've watched 10 year old hockey games. They look like pros. I mean, they're unbelievable hockey. Oh, like, they're, they're very really talented. Just yeah. doing things that you're like, this is unbelievable. <laughs> then the problem is the second and third level kid player team is trying to do the same things that team's doing without and 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 foregoing development foregoing fun for, for fun for for foregoing the opportunity to bridge the gap they don't do it they keep doing what that team's already doing well if you continue to do what that team's doing which doesn't practice very often and doesn't uh you know, isn't doing because they're already better. You need to do something completely different to get better. Right. You can't just go play the same amount of games and don't practice. So I think what happens is that's where the craziness comes in. Like, like, well, we want to play 60 games too. No, no, no. What you no. should be doing is actually playing 20 games yeah, and 60 practices right. and then, and making it so much fun that they want to, they, and they will, <laughs> if you, they will surpass that group. They will. It's yeah. just, you've got to put them in the right environment to succeed. And we don't. We still, we want to make everybody the same. And yeah. when that yeah. happens and you're that parent of the, of the kid that's younger, then you have to understand or, or not, you know, that, that's not as talented in that time frame. You need to understand that in order to bridge the gap, you need to do something different. And we don't.
Mike, it's it's unbelievably fantastic points. And you know, I think the other the other part of it, just to add on to that, is that you got to teach kids how to learn and and how to self learn, right? And if you're striving to be at a level you're not at yet, you're teaching them to fail, right? So, and again, like just going back to the elementary school team, um, I'm excited to help these um, beginner players on this team. Like I'm excited about it. Yeah. I think a lot of people are like, oh, that AAA player, I want to work with him. I mean, look, I want to work with AAA players too. And there's some that I do, don't get me wrong, but I'm just as excited about the kid that doesn't even have the team Jersey yet. Cause he's still in his learn to play Jersey. Like I just love sharing the game in that way. And and again, I think that that has to expand from a coaching standpoint. Um, but yeah. yeah if, you, if you've yeah. seen it for, for, right. It's easy. It's easy to pick the most talented kids out of a pool and take them and play with them. Yeah. It's hard yeah. to take the other kids and, and make them better. It, right. It's just, it's easy to take the best kids and say, "Well, they're the best kids. Clearly, the best kids." Yeah. So take them. It's so much harder than to the to to take the kids that that need the best coaching, right? And then develop them. Well, and I think and, we, we, yeah. a lot of us that the you know, the best coaches are sometimes are lazy because they don't want to be the best coaches. They just want to coach right. the best players, right? And and it, again, I'll talk about our friends in Scandinavia who they pay their best coaches to teach the beginners on purpose, right? It's a de- very different model over there. Uh, but yeah, like I agree with you. It, look, if you're the coach of a great team, a great AAA high level team, great, that's fantastic, right? But it shouldn't change how you coach, right? Like, and and here the evolution of a coach too, Mike. Uh, and I find this: the older I get, um, when I was young, I was very focused. Got to coach the highest level possible. Got to win the biggest tournaments possible. When I was in my 20s, which I think is normal for a newer coach. Like you, yeah, you want that. You're trying to prove yourself. But the the older I get, the the less it's about that. And it's more about the people, the players, the, the, no matter what the age, whether whether I am working with professional college kids all the way down to, to mites, yeah. I, I generally care about these people and as people and making them good people. Um, and I, I think that from a parent standpoint, we can't lose sight of that either, right? Like I'm very focused on my kids being the best people they can be that you know in our family we help other people i i let me give a proud dad moment you know this is the forum um to do that so uh and 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 you'll laugh at this because this is also my evolution as as a person as a dad um i walked in the locker room between games yesterday we had a showcase yesterday you know like like a one of those tournaments to see where you stand it was parody tournament not a showcase excuse me Parody. i walk in the locker room and there's my son with my whiteboard showing one of the new players all of these plays. And I I just kind of saw him. I was watching him. And my first thing to do is like to say something. And you know what I did? I there's me learning. I just shut my mouth and I left the room. And I'm I was so proud of him. I'm like, wow, he's helping another person. Like that right. that's what he's doing with his time off right now. And I'm not knocking any of the other kids at all that were out playing. Nothing. I was just very proud that that's how he chose to spend his time in that moment. All right. To me, that, that means that, Hey, we're, we're doing something right. I, I got to say this one more time. That's not a judgment on any of the other kids. I hope nobody takes it that way. Right. Kids, kids, the kids well, your son probably has a little should. more confidence. He probably has a little more yeah. confidence to do it too, because he, I mean, probably he also watches more. me do it all the time. Yeah, yeah. Right? Right, right. He's, he's, he's yeah. almost like, he's almost like mirroring you. Like he's not like, like a lot of kids don't have that. They go home and dad's not, writing on the whiteboard and and right. watching video and t- talking hockey and you know because my little guy does the same thing like he'll he'll draw plays like on coach them 
like as a as for awesome. fun, you know, yeah. just just on the iPad. You're like, what do you think about After this? After my I'm own like, heart, <laughs> I'm like, that's actually a pretty good drill. That's pretty good. I got I got right. forty year olds that can't do that. So I think it's like you know, just thinking about. Well, I like to where this guy's going. Who's going there? And thinking the game. Now yeah. he's not an elite hockey player at all, but he loves hockey. So am right. I? You know, going back to the the premise, right? Am I a am I a crazy hockey dad? I yes, by definition, I'm a crazy. Uh, I'm crazy about hockey and, and I want to, and I'm in the sport and I'm in, I'm in the, I'm in the throes of what this all is. Yeah. Uh, But I wouldn't, there's certain things I wouldn't sacrifice for a game or a practice or a training session. Just, I wouldn't, um, do I, do I bend, do I bend my, my own feeling about like, eh, they could, you know, he could miss school for a half a day on a Friday or, oh, you know, if he wants to sleep in a little bit after a crazy, you know, after a late practice, I'll drive him to school. Like, do I do that stuff? Yes, yeah, I do. I don't think that makes but, it crazy, though, Mike. Well, it may, but it, but for, for, for people outside the sport, it does make you crazy. And I, I think that's I don't why this know. parent, I, mean, I think that's why this parent sees it as when we're yeah. in our own little bubble of hockey, we all look at each other like, no, these, we're all normal. Yeah, we're, we're not. <laughs> we're not. And I think it's, it, it's not a normal thing yeah. to miss to miss events. I don't mean big, big events. I don't mean grandma's 98th birthday. I mean, like, you know, you miss a school dance or you miss the harvest festival or you miss like for, for, for hockey, like just a lot of people, like they don't have all those other things going on. Like, like they don't have all this other stuff. Hockey fills the vacuum of time. It does. Yeah. And people that have time because they don't do a sport like hockey, don't understand how you don't have time. Right. Well, and I'll tell you this though, within that, the other side of that is the hockey community that we're all part of that, which as you know, and, and you've said many times, you know, is a wonderful community to be a part of when you find the right people. Um, and, and we all understand each other. I think when it becomes a problem is when anyone, this is crazy, right? If you take an elitist approach of, Oh, well, I, we play hockey that like like mike you're speaking a lot of sense right now like other people outside the game don't don't see this they don't understand this and th- there are some other sports that are somewhat similar and they'll say the same thing like oh you don't understand well yeah you don't understand what you don't do um but i think when you might look down on other families or kind of have the no we have hockey <laughs> that's when you're yeah, becoming but, crazy but, but like my wife you know she was at, at, at an event and with, with non-hockey parents they're like wait a minute wait a minute so you're telling me your kid graduates high school, doesn't go to college if he wants to be a college hockey player, then will play two to three years of junior <laughs> hockey and <laughs> not crazy. go to school. Yeah. And then after that, they might not even go to a school that has hockey and then start their college education, depending on if those three years, those gap years, yeah. got them an opportunity to play. At, well, okay. I'm going to disagree with you here because I actually think this is the one of the things that's good. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. All right. Because I think uh, I think crazy is society stating nowadays you have to go to college after your senior well, year. I think that's crazy. If if a kid is not ready. Look, right. this is how I say it. And again, I was speaking as a former professor here. And I, I'm, I am qualifying this. OK, yep. if you know what you want to study or you have an idea of what you want to study. College is probably a good option. With your kid understanding that if they go to college and hate what they're studying, even if they thought that's what they wanted to do, it's okay to change it, right? It's always okay to change a major to find what you want to do. You're going to be doing this most of your life. You should find the right thing. If your kid has no clue what they want to do after high school, you should reassess and think. 
you do not have to go spend money, ridiculous money, just like hockey, to go to college to get your liberal arts degree or your prerequisites out of the way. Maybe they should go work for a year. Maybe they should go find Yeah, yeah and again, that wasn't really – the so my point was if it was it's just hockey, if it's only you're right. only staying out of school because of hockey and you're able to go, you would know exactly what you want to be. You want to be an engineer. I know exactly sure. what I want to do. And, but the only way I'm going to go be an engineer – uh, at the school I want to go to is if I can play hockey. <laughs> okay. Well then don't, you can't, but you can't spend three years and then not go to a school. And then you end up going to a school that doesn't have engineering. Uh, yeah. That's the only school you got into. <laughs> that's crazy. Hockey, You're right. <laughs> you know, because hockey yeah. was your vehicle to do it. And then you graduate. It's like, you know, I really wanted to be an engineer, but I just spent four years playing it. Well, and this is where parents school. play into it. Like, like, no, and again, and again, that's you gotta help other... guide your kid the right way. I mean, like, Aylin, that's another episode, but we'll have to. So I think it's, <laughs> but, but I think it's yeah. just a matter of saying, you know, where, where, so, you know, where is the evolution of the crazy hockey parent? Does it, does it, is it at nine? Is it at 12? Is it at 18? Is it at 21? You know, and you're still, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm going to push, yeah. push, 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 push. And, you know, again, I think, listen, I've been in those situations a, a lot right there. I'm like, that I have to self reflect. And then really make an impact and say to any, even the athletes that I, I advise or work with, like, are we like, where is the line here? And what can we discuss to make sure that, you know, you make this, the decision that's best for you as a student athlete. And, and it can't be just about mom and dad. And, and that's a hard, hard discussion because at the end of the day, the kids know what mom and dad want. So they're there. It's very hard for them to go against True. what they think their parents want them to think. I get that. So Mike, I'm going to, I'm going to turn into a journalist for a second. I'm going to probably end the episode on, on this line of questioning towards you. Okay. Cause you're making, <laughs> you're, you're making me realize a few things. You started the episode by saying, I am a crazy hockey parent. I am a crazy hockey parent. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm realizing something. I don't think you are, and I'm going to prove it. All right. One, because I refuse to think that I'm doing a show with a crazy hockey. No, no. I think the hockey environment is crazy. That doesn't make you crazy. Now, I think a crazy hockey parent is someone who exists in that crazy hockey atmosphere and has completely lost touch with why they're here. And what I mean by losing touch is making it is all that matters or doing everything I can to help my kid make it. However, you justify that thought. I think that makes you crazy if if you're not in touch with your kid. Now, Mike, for your own reasoning, and, I, and again, I have this as the journalist. It's you, you, you say you're a crazy hockey parent, so why do you do it? Now, before you answer that, I've been writing down some of the language you've been using to describe yourself. Again, I'm a journalist, all right? You have said things like, I self-reflect a lot. You know, I'm conscious. I think about this a lot. Every once in a while, I have to stop and think about why am I doing this? That line of thinking, I mean, you host a show about this, all right? That line of thinking leads me to believe you are not a crazy hockey parent. You're just navigating the crazy hockey environment, all right? Because, you, you know, it's easy to say, well, you could choose to stop whenever you want. No, you can't. Your kids love it. Your kids love it, right? I don't think a lot of people are conscious or self-reflect like you just said. I think you're busy in your day-to-day -day life. And I'm not, I'm not judging anybody with this. There's actually a lot of curiosity here. You're very busy. You probably don't take too much time on yourself, right? In terms of just relaxing or taking a moment for yourself and you don't self-reflect. It's very easy to fall into a trap 
it's insanely easy to fall into this trap where making it or pushing or, or 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 spending a lot of money and doing everything crazy so your kid will quote unquote make it, you could fall into that really easily. And Mike, I don't think you're in that trap. Okay. Again, I think you're navigating the crazy hockey environment. But why do you think you're crazy? And if you still think you're crazy after I said all that, how do you stop? I was late for a game the other day and I literally went through a red light on purpose, got pulled over. That's just the New York in you, man. That and tried to justify <laughs> and, and ju- tried to justify to the police officer who was screaming at me across the intersection. Yeah. What the hell are you doing? I'm like, listen, I I thought I could beat the light. <laughs> I'm really late. I said, now I'm even later. You know, it didn't give me a ticket. Thank you, Connecticut State Police. But I think it's like he didn't uh, give you a ticket for running a red light. Now I, I talked my way out of it, but I think it's like you know. <laughs> that's great. Plus, I have a very clean driving record. They you could see right away. I, they know Fair I don't. Enough. Fair over. enough. But uh, maybe you are I'm, crazy, Mike. And I put my hands on, and, and so yes, my dad. So yeah, like a, like a sane person would say, man, just wait for the light. There's no reason. There's no yeah, reason. I, that's not limited to hockey, dude. That, like no. people do that all the time. No, I'm right? just using that. I, I was just trying. Yeah. Like I said, it wasn't. It wasn't that big a deal. And, Everybody and, and, on know, the East Coast I, is a moron when they drink. And I would have beat. I would have beat. I would have beat that anyway. <laughs> I would have beat that in court. But I think it's like so. <laughs> so I think. I, I again. I don't. I don't think. I. I am crazy about hockey. I do love hockey. Yes. I love the sport. I am too. I like. I, I like all too. the aspects of the sport. I like the. I like the competition. I like. I the love life, it. Life I'm lessons. I'm in love with the game. You know, okay. I love, I like all that. I, and I do. And I love sport, by the way. I mean, I like anything. Like if you could put me in a tennis environment in a, in a, in a, you know, not so much golf. I don't like golf, but if, 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 if you put me in those environments that I, I can have success and teach and be taught and compete and win and lose and cry and, 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 and embrace your teammates, that's stuff I love. I love yeah. that. I love, I love watching players struggle and then succeed. I love watching players feel like their coach hates them. And then knows that their coach loves them. I, you know, I love th- those aspects. I love about the sport, and I'm crazy about being a part of that. Right. I um. Love that. I love and that. but I think it's I think to the point where I look at parents, and I'm like, like, what? Like, are you really like, are you really sacrificing? Like, are you really going to send your 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 ninth grader to a place that only does hockey all day, all night, and that's all they do? like. And that's all they're part of. Like they have no other aspect of their life. Like they're like they, they, you're going to bank on the fact that in four four years you're going to produce a multi million dollar contract for this kid, because like, that's how people think. And and if they say they don't think that way, then why are you doing it? Like there's no other reason to do it. Like so, that's where I know I'm not crazy. Do I think I'm giving my kids the best opportunity for success? I do. But do other people in our world think that's the way to go? No, they think it's a different way. And I'm like, well, you've never been around 5,000 athletes like I have. Like you haven't seen where kids are in this age group and where they become. You haven't you haven't experienced the superstar eight, nine and 10 year old that is never playing hockey at, at 14 years old. Like you but, and I don't blame you for that. I'm just trying to help you with this. Right, um, right. Going back to the tooth. Right. I'm. I, <laughs> I'm trying to help you by not making the same mistakes and doing the same things and navigating the sport in a little different way. If I navigated the sport in a different way, when I was you know 20 years old, I would have known that, well, all the stuff I'm doing right now doesn't really matter. And it's going to affect me when I'm older. If I play with a broken wrist, 
um, when I'm when I'm 14 years old and play through the pain that's going to affect me when I'm 45. I'm not going to be able to move my wrist or if I'm you know playing with, you know, on, on a on a bad groin and I push through it because I'm on an elite hockey team and my team really needs me at, at, at nine. I'm like, they don't need you. They don't really need you. <laughs> you need to heal. You need to get better. You need to, you, you know, the, the same thing when you hear parents say, well, to be the best, you got to play the best. Well, not if you never touch the puck. If you never touch the puck, you can't get better. Right. That playing the you best should aspire just, to get there. But yes, you're right. Right. But you can't. Yeah. But but let's say then you got to you got to close the gap. You can't play right. the best to be the best if you don't get to participate in being the best. Right. Now, I could play the medium if I'm the low and at least compete and then learn to beat them and then move up the ladder. So there's all kinds of aspects of what the crazy hockey parent is. But I think ultimately it becomes if you're if you're going to sacrifice, you know, your kids health, their their well-being their time, their love. If you're going to sacrifice all those things, then yes, you have mm. gone to the realm of crazy hockey parent. If you're crazy about hockey and you're giving your kids the best opportunity in the sport that you love and, and clearly they love, then you're just being a great parent. And and the, the extremes of that are, are only there because the sport has now evolved to make us be in those extremes. It, it evolves a hard word, by the way, when you have big gap in your mouth but i think i think i think it's uh (laughs) but i I just think it's 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 really important for for the parents that are in the same boat to support each other and and fight not to go down that route you know be be united in your craziness but then know where to, to to know where to put the cork in it Mike, two things. One is I, I think I successfully Miyagi'd you into proving you're not a crazy hockey parent just there because you gave yeah. a really good justification uh, with that tooth medicine. So number one, great job. Great. I wrote down this note. and we'll, we'll, we'll kind of end on this, right? I wrote, it takes a village, yeah. right? And, and I think I think we're losing sight of that, not just in hockey. I think that's a societal problem. You know, keeping my kind of bookend going here with the college thing, going to university in the past, the far past, wasn't about getting a piece of paper with your name on it. It was about furthering a science or an art, right? You went to college to further the study of something, to be part of something that was going to evolve, right? It takes a village. You know, you and I approach the game, and many of you listening, by the way, we approach the game of let's take this village and evolve these kids to be better versions of themselves. As Mike said, if you're losing sight of that at any point, you're crazy. You're crazy. Like you're literally crazy, right? I also think we've uncovered in this episode that there is a huge difference between being a crazy hockey parent and understanding you're in a crazy sports environment. The hockey environment is crazy. What we do in this environment is insane when you compare it to other other sports, other activities, right? You don't hear about the crazy band environment, you know, where we travel all over the country to do concerts. You, you know, it, it doesn't happen. Obviously, correct me if I'm wrong out there. All right, you are wrong, but but again, <laughs> but it, but that's because I was with a crazy hockey mom, uh, crazy band mom. Um, that, that so, I so there you go. It's not just limited to hockey. Wow. So, no, but it's any extreme. note to self: it's, do not let kid get in the band. I'm just. <laughs> it's 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 any extreme. It's yeah. any point where you're like, this is the ticket, and I'm and, and and you're eight. Yeah. Like this is the ticket. Like yes, if you're the best sixteen year old. 
maybe going to Europe and playing for two years is the best thing. Maybe right. leaving your family and moving to the BCHL is the best thing. You know, if you're kind of Bedard, maybe, you know, you're, it's clearly out there that you're the yeah. best player in your group. Yeah. But it's what about all the kids? There's all these other kids stuck in here. And uh, and you think that the, 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 the kid that's the, the third line player on your subpar team is the one not getting the shot? Come on. I mean, just. The coaches want you to, your kids to succeed. Hockey programs want the best kids to move on and take credit for them. You don't think that they're going to try to find you the best yeah. environment to be successful? Again, are there outliers? And we're not talking to the, you know, there are outliers. There are kids Absolutely. that, you know, that can do that, that, that do everything they can to be a hockey player, to be a great band person, to be the best cellist, to be the best chess player. There are extremes, no doubt about it. But I think overall, and you have to do this as your own, you're a parent, you got to look at it and say, okay, well, does my kid really, really, is he gifted? And he's, is he, is he self-motivated? It's like, am I, am I waking up in the morning and the kid is, you know, out in the driveway shooting pucks on his own is, uh, you know, are they doing, are they studying the game on their own? Right. Are they, are right. they begging to go to here and there and there? If you're the one begging them um, for the most part, it's uh that's crazy crazy you're crazy <laughs> that's crazy right. uh this has been a really fantastic discussion i'm sure those of you listening have thoughts on this um please email us team at our kids play hockey.com or uh, comment on our facebook page our kids play hockey uh you know to our audience i always say you know all the episodes are available i'm not going to say that because you guys listen to all the episodes what i am going to ask you to do today is uh, share this episode or share any episode you want with your team, with your friends. Uh, share it with people that need to hear it. And if you have the guts, share this episode with a crazy hockey parent. Maybe try and do it anonymously, but but uh, share it because that helps our audience grow. You are the greatest audience I've ever worked with. I am so blown away by the support and the sharing of stories. Um, and I think just the simple fact, Mike, that you know you realize wow i'm not alone on this journey like a lot of other people and a lot of other families are going through this um and we're so thankful to have had the opportunity to continue to share those stories with you and create this community which grows every single day so thank you all again share the episode uh, uh for mike i'm lee this has been our kids play hockey you guys have a great week and we'll see you at the rink take care everybody we hope you enjoyed this edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. Make sure to like and subscribe right now if you found value wherever you're listening, whether it's a podcast network, a social media network, or our website, ourkidsplayhockey.com. Also, make sure to check out our children's book, When Hockey Stops, at whenhockeystops.com. It's a book that helps children deal with adversity in the game and in life. We're very proud of it. But thanks so much for listening to this edition of Our Kids Play Hockey, and we'll see you on the next episode.